No, don't. Please don't. Do it. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Not again. He's got like Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> so I asked him. Boom, boom, boom. Is that a firework? No, it's just the first episode of 2021. Welcome back, everybody, to an interesting discussion sometimes. Today, I'm joined by the regular boys. That's Haran, Harsha, and Christian. And today, we're actually joined by a special guest, uh, Drew. Introduce yes. yourself. <laughs> um, I'm Drew. <laughs> All right, moving Hi, on. Drew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what What would you like the people to know about you, Drew? Uh, they should know that I don't want to like. I'm not into, you know, like my personality. Like I just want to let people figure that out. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Very very mysterious kind of guy. I like it. Drew, give us give us a, give us your your Tinder bio. Um, okay, so I went to college with Haran. That's that's that's, that's my about. connection. <laughs> that gets and all ladies. They met on Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my Tinder bio. Yeah, that's it. I know Haran, and then the rest of you guys, we've met, I think. But um, all right. Okay. Anyway, I live in DC now. Um, <laughs> I have a job. It's pretty boring, um, but DC is cool. Having fun there. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much it, to be honest. Sorry, I like the I like the mysterious veil that we'll we'll get to learn more about you as the episode goes along. You know, it helps us out, it makes people want to listen too. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully. Um I think baiting people is like my only strategy left at this point. Mm. <laughs> so are you still your master of that? Yeah. <laughs> took took my joke. I think that joke is for debating. I'm pretty sure mm. I think it's I think it's not I think it's not baiting, I think it's debating. Yeah. The but more the merrier, you know? It would work. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kind of intellectual conversations we have on this podcast. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, how, so how, how is DC? Um, I feel like I live pretty close to DC, but I don't really go that often to the city. But I'm sure, you've already, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've already explored more of the city than I have living here in like in Nova for the last what, 20 years of my life. Well, that's actually a perfect segue into the only thing that I can't prepare to talk about, which was <laughs> hating on Nova. Um <laughs> So as evidenced by her on statement, nobody in Nova ever comes to DC because I think they're all afraid of it. I'm not really sure why, mm. um, which I can only conclude is be- it's because they're afraid of like having fun or, <laughs> or like seeing other human beings throughout the course of a day, or maybe this, and this is the, I think the craziest one is like walking somewhere, um, <laughs> like walking literally anywhere, um, besides to the mailbox. So anyway, what do I think about DC? DC is great. Um, I guess I've been here like a year and a half now. Um, I've developed some pretty strong feelings about Northern Virginia during my time here. Mm. Um, Specifically Arlington. Like the wannabe DC. Yeah, it is. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, um, (laughs) this is, this is unnecessary hate at this point. I've gone too far. I'm sure there are plenty of nice people that all, live there. All, no, no, no. All, all hate is welcomed. Okay, good. Open arms. Good. In that case, no, I'm kidding. I honestly don't, <laughs> I don't have anything left. Yeah, DC's been good. Uh, so I was living in Logan Circle for like a year and then just moved to Adams Morgan like three months ago. Adams Morgan has been good thus far. 
It's like a lot more neighborhoody than Logan Circle. I don't know if these names mean anything to anyone. Um, Logan Circle's closer to like Union Square, right? Or am I wrong? Haran, your lack of knowledge of the city that you grew up next to is honestly pretty <laughs> astounding. <laughs> How, like, what it, what, I, Union Square is not even a place. That's, that's not oh, even Union a place. Oh, Union Station, Union Station. Union Station. Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Just every city had a Union Square or some kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Which doesn't help you, really. But yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Logan Circle is like, it's closer to downtown, basically. So there's like downtown and then the, most of the residential areas are mm-hmm. kind of radi- out, radiate out in like a three-quarter circle mm-hmm. in every direction except for like southwest across the river. Logan Circle is like straight north of downtown and then Adams Morgan is like also north and a bit west and a bit farther yeah. away. So they're like children here sometimes, which is pretty crazy. It's not something you see very often in Logan Circle. Don't smile, Ron. What? He said there's a bunch of children here. You just smiled full screen. Why can't, grin, I, why can't I smile as you're my children, man? What's wrong with that? A lot just of things. Not in this context. <laughs> <laughs> you guys always got to make it weird, man. But yeah, actually, I did visit Drew recently in his, um, Adam's Morgan location. This is true. Yeah, this place is very nice, actually. We're very well decorated. You did a good Thanks. job. Yeah, Thanks, I didn't do much of the decorating. <laughs> Drew, did Haran look scared when he came to visit you in D.C.? Yeah, we actually um, we actually held hands the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does that with everybody. Don't, don't feel special. Yeah, but he was, like, trembling, which was <laughs> sort of awkward. <laughs> But um, I was like, hey, I was like, Drew, how much longer do you have to walk to your place, man? Just a couple more steps, man. Trust me. <laughs> for context, <laughs> we went. For context, we went to a restaurant, and it was like a four I minute think, walk. I think I think it was actually like three minutes away from my apartment. That's <laughs> kind of. It was very close. Yeah. Wait. We should talk about that. That was super fun. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. A high school reunion for Haran plus me and my girlfriend, um, which was pretty cool. And she did not go to high school with Haran. Just yes, that is true. Yeah. Wait, I think you guys. I I, I think we caught ourselves having a lot of TJ conversations, and like we'd look, we'd just peer over to you guys, and you guys would just be like nodding along, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You you have to understand that happens with every TJ group or like gathering of more than like five TJers. Bro, they just start reminiscing on high school, and then all the other people are just like, "Yeah, I had yeah, a same completely thing different high school. Yeah, completely different high school experience than you." Like quite literally, like, last, fucking nerds. Like Christian was with me last week, and uh, he came along when I went to another like five person TJ reunion, and then Christian as well. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they were. They just like were like, "Oh, do you remember like so and so teacher at TJ?" I'm like, "Bro, I don't even know the fucking name of my college professors. Let alone." <laughs> <laughs> the name of my high school professors from like six years ago. Um, yeah, that, that hangout was fun. I, I'm not gonna come meet you again in DC after that. <laughs> What'd you say like that? That's really yeah, nice. Until then, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. DC, like, gotta stay away. But yeah, it made it worth it. Also, I feel like since I've been living like or trying to like go to SF more often when I'm in Stanford, I'm more used to like just public transportation, you know, and like just like going to a city now. Mm yeah um it's I was, tough like, i mean ago. you have to like you have to take baby steps you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, really lose, hard lose the condescending attitude prick but yeah no it was it was, it was a good time i mean drew actually showed me this really fun game called charity party and i will 
talk about this game until I become a brand ambassador. Um, but it's a, it's a really fun game. It's like Cards Against Humanity, but with graphs. Haran loved it so much that he asked for it on his Secret Santa gift, and he got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he told me about it. I was like, that was the only thing on my wish list, and I was very scared that the person that had me was just going to screw me over and get something else. But they, <laughs> they came through. It is a fun game. You should become a brand ambassador. I think that would be cool for you. <laughs> yeah, we really need some sponsorships on this podcast. I mean, to be fair, it is like the same level of like vulgarity and such. So it, it's actually probably the most realistic idea we've had. No. Yeah, not not like know. actually going to happen realistic, but like content-wise realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually does have good banter, though. Like, mm. I don't know how it compares to Cards Against Humanity, though. I think Cards Against Humanity is still a little bit darker, but yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's still good. It's definitely, Cards Against Humanity is definitely darker. Yeah. But like, I think, I just feel like the novelty wears off of Cards Against Humanity pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm. Like the other thing I hate about Cards Against Humanity, they, they just have like random references to like some outdated like people slash like yeah. events. And it's just and like, choirs. oh, okay. The choir, that's, that's the go-to card. <laughs> the Tabernacle Choir is always the best card. <laughs> Um, I I feel like I like this game a little more just because like it's like you like it relates to stuff that you would feel or like you know more than Card Against Humanity, but both good games in their own right. Next time I play this game, since Haran's so tall and lanky, he can just shape be the shape of all the graphs that we just guess what. (laughs) (laughs) I can bend like that, man. Yeah, you you can. can. Okay. Did I ever tell you about the time the there's a guy I went to high school with who was like a, I don't know, like a third circle friend or whatever, like I talk to every once in a while. And he, he was like two years older than me. And he tried to make his own version of Cards Against Humanity. Um, like he got like this company to like produce cards. And all it was, it was like a very niche, like you know how Cards Against Humanity, they sold those like packs mm-hmm. with like, like how you were talking about outdated shit. It's just like fucking, I don't know, World of Warcraft fucking <laughs> Cards Against Humanity cards with references that only, you know, so many people would understand. He made like his own game like that. And I think Mans has sold a total of four boxes in like seven years. That's hey, pretty that's, good. that's four more than me. So what was, the, like, what was the specific? I don't know. Bro. He was a nerdy guy. So <laughs> definitely some shit I didn't know about. But, you probably yeah. made more money on that than we did with this podcast so far. No, no shot. Because <laughs> it doesn't cost anything for us to produce this podcast. It costs him money to produce the cards. What do you that's bought mics. That's an investment. No, no, no. Yeah. That was a personal. That's on you, bro. I don't give a shit. We actually are in debt right now. That is crazy. <laughs> do you think we hey, can file for bankruptcy? If you're listening to this right now, bro, like, hit the like and subscribe button. Like, share it and all that shit. You know, please. <laughs> do you guys have like a Patreon or uh, or OnlyFans? Uh, we can. Yeah. Oh, we definitely have the other one. We don't. We could definitely get a Patreon. Would, would you be our first subscriber? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Not to Patreon, but other. Yes. Oh. Otherwise. <laughs> All right. Harsha, you know the drill. No, I don't. I please don't. Do I please don't. <laughs> Not again. He's got like Vietnam flashbacks. Last time I asked him. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I have a question, actually. Oh, okay. Bombs we're, open. we're open. Do you guys have, like, favorite comedians? I'm always interested to hear this. Yeah, you know Amy Schumer? Yes. It's not her. Tar- Tarun not- loves her. You're <laughs> <laughs> just such a wanker. <laughs> Tarun, what have I told you about using the hard R? 
It's fine, bro. No. The British people get mad at you. British slang guy too, I would say. Am I, you said I'm good at British slang? Yeah, I think I think you're you're well versed. Okay. Spill one out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna bring it out. It'd be too awkward. That's okay. <laughs> <Just> okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna drop it later it? in the conversation when you least expect it. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Mysterious. A man guy. of many surprises. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, my favorite comedian. We talked about this like a few months ago, but I would say like all my favorite comedians are like political commentary type thing rather than like stand up or that kind of thing like john oliver or that kind of that kind of vibe okay, um, okay. i mean i see some stand-up comedians or like there'd be like youtubers or like whatever that also do stand-up comedy that's not like their primary thing but i would say like that kind of vein of like i mean i like offensive comedy and that's uh gotten a lot harder to do because of like the societal structure and like People take things very literally. I mean, a lot of it is like it's offensive, so I can understand that. But you know, you have to have the right crowd and that kind of stuff. So it's it's a little bit more niche nowadays. Yeah, that's fair. I'm on the other side of the fence. I mean, I still like offensive stuff, but I don't like the political stuff. I think my favorite comedian, probably the same as Ron, actually, uh, is probably Trevor Noah. I think he, I think he, he does talk about political stuff here and there, but I think it's more about like his experiences. Mm. And his, like, accents are fucking amazing. Yeah, his impressions are so good. That's true. Yeah. So he's goaded. I need to add to what I said in the... Because I think we talked about this in the Kavya episode. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. But, um... Yeah, I think I talked about Trevor Noah then. But I guess also other people I would consider are, like, Conan. Conan... But Conan's, like, Mm -hmm. not, like, a standard comedian. But just, like, his sketches that he does. Like, just him just, like, traveling to other, like, countries and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. the way he interacts with people is hilarious. And another one... I guess, like... He's also he does stand up, but I think he's like best in like sketch writing would be would be John Mulaney. I think he's he's pretty funny. Drew, who's your favorite? Um, that's a good question. You'd think that I would have prepared an answer for this question having asked you <laughs> four minutes ago now. Um I usually say Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. And he's always, you know, he'll always be a legend. But he his latest special like wasn't my favorite ever, which is probably a very controversial opinion for for mm-hmm. Bo, Burn- Bo Burnham fans. I think I watched a bunch of specials recently with this guy, James A. Caster, who's a British comedian. He's mm-hmm. English and he's a, uh, they're just really like witty mm-hmm. um, and funny, you know, which I guess is the point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it might be him now, James. No, it's definitely, it's still, listen, I, I have an answer, man. I have an answer. It's all okay. Right, Bo it's Burnham right. is final answer. Bo Burnham. Okay. Yeah, I I do like the the English or I don't know if it's English or British, but like that style of comedy where it's just kind of very like in plain sight kind of comedy. Like, yeah, they're not trying to get you to go through all these like mental gymnastics to try and get to the joke. It's just kind of very straightforward. Um, so yeah, True. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good style. Harsha, you haven't answered. Is it because you don't laugh ever? I don't have an answer because I don't laugh ever. You can't just cough. That's fair. You just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know my answer. Um, I, I don't really watch that many specials or like content from comedians to think about it. I know in middle school and like elementary school, I thought like Kevin Hart was really funny, mm. just because he was funny for me at that time. But now he's just, it's not funny. He's just what? <laughs> he's just what? He's, he's just loud. there. Just it's kind of like the same thing. Same type it's of thing. He like acts really like loud and blah blah blah. So it's, <laughs> it's not. He's short. I know. It's because he's short. I was just gonna say. I know that's what it is. He's short. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So am I, I that's why I related at sixth grade, and then now I'm probably taller than him. I hope. Am I? <laughs> yeah, he's like five, dude. He's like five three or five two. Something. Oh, good. He's okay. not five two, is he? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's actually really short. short. I think yeah, he yeah. might be shorter than I am. He's Dang. really short, buddy. It's rough, yeah. man. But shout out to him for making like hundreds of millions. Yeah. Even yeah, bro. though he's short. Him and The Rock are like somehow like The Rock is like a huge like I don't know. Rock's probably like six six or something like that. Man's built. And then there's Kevin Hart, and they're like in every fucking movie together. It seems like. I don't think he's funny, but like whenever he does that flustered voice, it always makes me laugh. I don't know why. What like, flustered like, voice? Like he'll come on like sports shows and like he'll just be like, he'll just get like super agitated, like oh, on purpose. Mm-hmm. And like that makes me laugh, but like I just like his stand ups in general are like, kind of meh. And like his movies, like his movie comedy definitely I don't really enjoy. Oh, that much. you want to know somebody who I thought was really funny until I learned what actual comedy was? And Jeff Dunham with mm. the with the ventriloquism and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, Wait, oh, the, the, the 9/11. Yeah, the the, yeah. the the dead terrorists, bro. Yeah, yeah that yeah, shit yeah. was that shit was OG. Was it Akbar or whatever? Someone. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Ahmed or Akbar or Akbar <laughs> Khalil or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was. I mean, he's still like a couple couple laughs here and there, but you know, you know, more more mental, you know, comedy, you know. Yeah. Other than just funny voices, even though I do love me a good funny voice every once in a while, right, Oran? That it is. I don't know. I don't know. You just have a funny voice, bro. Thanks, man. You know who else has a funny voice? Ooh. Anderson Park. <laughs> That's a crazy pivot, man. <laughs> I mean, he does have a he does have a funny like he has a very unique voice. That's a pretty like that's a pretty room temperature take, actually. I would agree yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> every every time he hits the yes laud, bro, it's it's a it just has that unique sound to it. Yeah. Um but I, I didn't just bring up Anderson Pack out of nowhere. I've been I've been cued in that he's one of your favorite artists, Drew. Is that is that correct? He is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's one of my favorite, but I like him a lot. The latest stuff that he did with Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. pretty good. I don't know anyone who didn't enjoy that. Hmm. Maybe yeah. someone on this maybe someone on this podcast. I don't know. I was I was a fan. Yeah. I was a big fan. It's good. I only didn't enjoy it because I haven't heard it. Same. <laughs> I that's that's sad. <laughs> I knew it was coming out, but I forgot that it came out. So Wait, none of you guys listen to it? Are you serious? Yeah, man. I knew it was like, wow. I thought it was coming out like in the future. I didn't know it already but came out. I'm sure you've out. heard like some of the songs at least, right? But do you think I listened to the radio? Yeah, I guess that's fair. You think I listened to Rap Caviar or whatever the other shit is? No. But I, it, it will be on the list. It will be on the list for sure. Especially after the concert he did at Tech. Definitely a great performer, great guy, great, great artist. The first time I ever heard him was on that that uh, Dr. Dre album that came out the same time as mm. Straight mm-hmm. Out of Compton. Um, yeah. That's the first time I heard his voice. And I thought, wow, this dude has a very, I mean, like, like how I introduced him. He has a very unique, that kind of like raspy, jazzy voice kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's very, very memorable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he actually used to be a wedding singer. Like, not many people know that. But oh, oh shit, I didn't know that. He used Wait, to how, do like. How old is he? He's sixty two. <laughs> 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 I would say he's probably late twenties, right? Plus or minus thirty five. Yeah, I don't know. Thirty five. Okay. Really? That's pretty old. So. Yeah, he's like he's kind of a late bloomer. 
Yeah. Like yeah. I, he, yeah, I think he spent a abnormally large number of years kind of being a low life for how successful he is. Like he, mm. he was like not making it for quite a long time. Yeah. I thought True. he was younger because his song, I think, is pretty young. But maybe that's like, you know, I, I saw like videos and stuff a few years ago. And so his son's probably like 10 now or something like that. Great dude. So who, who are your top artists now, Drew? Who's, who's, who's taking over? Um, <laughs> In the least elitist way possible, nobody is going to know him. <laughs> like I, it's only because they're just super niche. Uh, I mean... Recently, I like Kate Bollinger a lot. Don't know if anyone knows who that is. No, um, you can yeah. translate. I love her. <laughs> um, what kind of music does she do? Like, like, like indie R and B adjacent mm. things. That's kind of like my preferred genre at the moment. Wait, actually, Spotify put a name to this. Indie. I think it was indie soul. Ooh. Mm. Soul, very yeah. intrinsic guy. Didn't know that was a genre, but guess that's who I am now. So it's okay. Harsha's from Chicago rap. Yeah, that's one of my genres on my Spotify Wrapped. Wait, very. that's why hating on Chicago rap. I mean, no, but it, it's not really a genre. It's more oh, like oh, that's a, fair. I mean, you know, yeah. Somebody, um, one of my friends, one of their top genres was like, oh, what the fuck? It was like angsty pop or something that just didn't make sense. It was like two words that were completely antithetical. Like it didn't make any sense. And they just left them confused. Actually, true. Yeah. It's like 2000. I think 2000s pop music was kind of angsty. Damn, you really actually just shot that down. Um, (laughs) Can't do that to our guests, Ron. I thought what I said was actually like pretty funny. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go what I said, Christian. Yeah, just cut that out. Just Just leave it to normal. What do you say to them? move on to something else it's okay i think most people probably would have stopped listening after my intro (laughs) (laughs) no man they're they're waiting to hear more about you yeah let's get into more about you yeah okay okay let's do it like the like an onion you know we're peeling back the layers you know yeah i have like at least two layers (laughs) (laughs) so world's most hollow onion (laughs) let's get into it So, right, so there's there's one person on this podcast that um very dislikes the city that you're from. So I'm gonna let him talk about why he dislikes the city, and then you can talk, you can defend your city if you want. I also know you don't like your city wow. that much either, but I'll let I'll let Hoshis, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say my words. Go first. Uh, I have nothing against the actual city. I yeah, think it's yeah, pretty yeah. cool on the picture. Because the you know the rivers look cool, but I've never actually been to like the city part. I haven't been to the temple, but you know besides that. I hate the Steelers, so I just hate the city of Pittsburgh. And yeah, that's that's basically it. That's it. It's a pretty shite argument, if you ask me. I don't <laughs> even think I need to have a rebuttal to that. Yeah. I feel like that argument just like it's like self defeating. <laughs> that's what we call you it. Just, it's you don't like this city because of a group of people that play a sport there. I don't understand. Where yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, because they all support like a rapist and stuff. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Wait, what? Troy Palomalu raped somebody? No. no. Heinz <laughs> Ward. Stop, 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 stop. It was Heinz Ward. Oh, I thought it was Ben. No, Wait, it was Ben. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Also, ask me to name any Steelers player, and it will be from, like, what would that be? Probably 10 years ago, because that is when I stopped watching football. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and my friend goes to, went to school in Pittsburgh, and he hates it for... I don't even know why. He just hated it before he even got there. Then he thought what? he would like it when he got there. Then he fucking hates it now. That but... just feels... Neither of these are good examples. I'm not convinced. <laughs> but do you like it? He already hated it. Okay, so I grew up in the suburbs, which I hate the suburbs everywhere. They mm. should all be eviscerated. But um, <laughs> not the people in them. Like it's not their fault. Okay. You know, like it's this fault. is it's not their fault. This is how we've chosen to build our cities, and it was a massive mistake. But what are you going to do? You got to buy a house somewhere. So anyway. Yeah, but the city itself, I think, is actually reasonably nice for, like, you know, an American city. Like a third-class city. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. I think what I like about Pittsburgh is that it feels like a real place, you know? Like, it, you lost maybe that's that just... One, man. Okay, so, like, when you go to Manhattan, mm. you know, mm-hmm. or even D.C., so, like, Manhattan, it's just, like, it, it feels like a little bit like a tourist attraction and a little bit like some kind of banker's fairy tale tale world. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like not, it doesn't necessarily feel super like it's harder to imagine people like growing up there, living yeah. there. And I mean, yeah, it okay. happens, okay. but like, and then DC is at least among like, this actually gets, this gets into pretty like contentious. It's a pretty contentious statement. Racially, but when you look at like at least the the white people that live in DC, it's pretty homogenous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like everyone does something related to politics or policy, and like mm. lots of people are kind of the same. Um, but Pittsburgh isn't like that. Where am I going with this? Is it like aren't they all like blue collar? Like you know, yeah. It's it's like there's more there's more variety in what people do for a living, um, and like it just feels more homey in a way um like i would i would i mean i would prefer dc now ultimately because there are more neighborhoods here that i would like to live in but um pittsburgh has also changed a lot in my lifetime mm-hmm. like it it's there's some areas that are pretty pretty rapidly gentrifying i mean that's happening everywhere but another i mean another interesting thing i think about pittsburgh is that it's not like really in a region mm-hmm. like it's it's definitively not northeast like yeah. philadelphia is northeast that's like very far away um, people from the Midwest will tell you that it is not in the Midwest. And then it's like, not the South. <laughs> I was like, we yes. don't want you. you, you can be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's really not in a region. I think it is most, I think it's most Midwestern in culture, mm. but it's definitely yeah, but how much like, corn does Pittsburgh produce? You know, we, we grade the Midwest states based on the corn production. <laughs> There's some corn, actually. There's some corn in Pittsburgh. I mean, not like, in the city, but <laughs> presumably they're also not growing corn like in Cleveland. Or <laughs> they're not growing shit in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Not just corn. I don't they're know if the, bacteria. I don't, I don't know if their river has caught on fire again lately. Oh but I, I, li- I love the Midwest trash talk. <laughs> Everybody in Pittsburgh so I think people in particularly like the Rust Belt just cling on to like what other cities are worse off than they are because mm-hmm. and the, and the the only other ones that are worse off than they are are also in the Rust Belt because mm-hmm. like nowhere else in the country so it's like you know Pittsburgh is like oh Cleveland's such a horrible place and I think people in Cleveland say that hey, about Detroit. Like, Detroit yeah yeah 
And people in Detroit, I think they just give up. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you on it. like people say that, I'm just like, yeah, fair. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? So, Buffalo is often left out, and I feel like Buffalo's they like deserve. Buffalo is Canadian. Like Buffalo cool. is, yeah, I don't know. I drove through Buffalo once, and it was, like, aggressively sad. But <laughs> is your car okay? Sad. <laughs> car was fine. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I mean, like, emotionally? I should have made a mess. And it just went over everybody's head. No, I got no, it. I got it. Oh, okay. Then why didn't you laugh? It was because I got it. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the reference, which is embarrassing. Someone might need to explain it to me. He, he drove he, he, through he, a buffalo? I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> so you're not Are you happy it. you got it? Are you happy you got it, though, Drew? <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm not happy. I had to think about it, but I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish it were not explained to me. He just, he just lets out like one tear. <laughs> it's too. Now we feel now feels like the, the city of Buffalo now. Just aggressively sad. <laughs> one tear. That's actually their mascot. It's just a a, a buffalo with a single tear. <laughs> it's frozen. It's I literally. To, okay, this is the of all of the, the the shade that I've thrown thus far. This is the least fair. Like I've genuinely driven through the city once. I know absolutely nothing about it. So <laughs> it's that's just no. We love uh, a first impression shit down on whatever city you go to. It's okay. Yeah, all I know about Buffalo is the fans are hella passionate. But but the city, I bro, it's so about. cold, man. Mm-hmm. That's why yes. I give them hella props, dude. These guys like show up for their team in the mad cold weather. They're definitely There's mentally a lot insane, of tables, but a lot of tables. Yeah, yeah they're breaking tables. Bills Mafia is legit. Bro, they definitely have some sort of brain condition from driving their head into the ground and through the table so many fucking times. Yeah, so probably, can the children the are probably born with CTE. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's genetic at this point. All right, the four of us are going to Buffalo sometime soon. Hell no. Actually, five. Drew, you can show us around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you I know the city. I know the city well. I don't remember. I just blacked out. I don't remember what I just said, but I actually know the city really well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of Buffalo, um, has anybody been to like Montreal, which isn't Buffalo, by the way? It's also, I think, actually quite far from Buffalo. But um, has anybody been there? Yeah, I've been there. What did you think? Oh, I, I thought it was pretty nice. You know, I got to. Uh, relearn some of my French a little bit. I know Ooh, what exit means on the highway. Oh, I, 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 learned, I took French in high school, so I know like a little bit of words. Okay. I was just never said a single word in French in this podcast. Yeah, I never have. But okay. from the highway, I know that sortie means exit. So Sortie? Ooh. Yeah. Sortie? Like sort T? Sort I-E. Uh, sortie. Yeah. Um, wait, and the the underground mall there is pretty nice, pretty cool concept and uh, <laughs> concept. So huh? it's bad in execution. Oh, I mean, once you go down there, you don't think you're in the underground mall. You think you're just in a mall, so like you don't really. Hmm. But like the concept of going down underground to look at a mall is nice. I just thought I'd see more hmm. rocks and stuff, but I didn't. <laughs> it's not a game. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going like fossil digging. Yeah, he's not going to the mine. <laughs> Imagine walking into like a Forever Twenty One. <laughs> it's like damp and dark and candlelit. 
<laughs> in a cave. But it, but it, but it still smells like Forever Twenty One. <laughs> you have to fucking discover your clothes before you can buy. Yeah, them. Right. <laughs> that would be wow. A very I, confusing sensory experience. I think that would be. Have you been to Montreal, Drew? No, I want to go. That's why I brought it up. It's um, like very high on my list. I think it just. All. It feels like a very unique place in North America, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like sort of European and like yeah. I mean, okay, I think Montreal and Miami must be the only two like really large, truly bilingual cities in North I thought, America. I could say the biggest cities would be with M. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy because those two cities are gonna be hosting F one races next year or this coming year. Really? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a cool place culturally. It seems pretty unique. And I've heard good things. I have a friend here who went to McGill um, and he loves Montreal. So I don't know why he's here. Yeah, it's in Montreal. I don't know what schools are in Toronto. There is one. University of Toronto, probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. (laughs) I I agree with you on the the bilingual. I think uh, there's a lot of in in the south of the U.S., people like to think it's just like I don't know Mexican Hispanic people there, but I think Miami itself. I mean, obviously, there's a huge Cuban population there, but there's a ton of other Central and Southern American migrants that go to Miami just because you know where it's located. And yeah, you're right. I think there and then the Canadian border of the U.S., like towards like Wisconsin, I think has a very like there's like a blend of like northern Amer- northern american what uh canada like north <laughs> un- northern united states is what i really mean okay um to like the southern canadian border where it becomes like very blended of like minnesota like windsor? Sh- fucking Actually, no, windsor is next to Detroit. that's a tie bro what do you mean no winter is a city that's true that's the one next to Detroit, though, I think. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, fucking, why would I know that? Um, <laughs> You're the one talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know about the Windsor, where they invented the, the, the knot for the ties, bro. I don't care. Um, But, like, there's that blend of, like, French-Canadian to, uh, like, northern United States. There's, like, a blend there of, like, French and... There's actually a ton of cultures, like, in Montreal and Toronto. They have, like, a huge melting pot, which I don't think maybe la and miami are like the other cities that are like tons of different cultures in the same place um and i guess new york yeah. too yeah cleveland, cleveland, too. cleveland has a big slavic population there bro yeah <laughs> wait, wait did you say slavic what yeah, yeah. Slavic. oh really yeah i only know this because like one time when don just went there and like he was with Someone else, like, they had, like, a big-ass Slovenian crowd show up. And another time, like, uh, Jokic went there and there was a big, like, Serbian crowd. Like, oh, sure. Can you back Chicago, up this information? Cleveland, yeah, Chicago, the, Cleveland's famous for some type of food there that's part of that region in Europe, but I couldn't eat it, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. It wasn't a pierogi, right? No, that's, uh, that's Polish. That's okay, big. yeah, because that's big in Pittsburgh. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Circling back. But if you go to Montreal, I don't recommend driving. Please just take the flight. We drove as a family and it wasn't it wasn't good. Oh, fair. Okay. Well, I don't like driving anywhere, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
you know when you drive you need to take like a you need to take like a pit stop every once in a while for a little break and you know that's what we're gonna do to listen to this ad we'll be right back and lights out away we go what? i definitely got that wrong because that's how they started f1 race but we're back guys <laughs> um and going off what we were talking about before about you know the uh northern united states <laughs> yeah 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 i get it all right um drew i was i was made aware that you you took a trip without me to the northern part <laughs> what are you his dad yeah specifically montana does that ring a bell you oh yes yeah that's that right is, yeah that is true take that smile off your face it's Stan. <laughs> yeah but t- tell us tell us about it how, how was it montana was good i actually went twice oh. um i don't know if you knew that either so i didn't know that no sorry to break that to you live on air <laughs> well, sorry, i'm gonna fun. move to buffalo real quick fit in with my people yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> anyway um yeah it was good so i was there uh in march of last year um which is the winter. So <laughs> there was snow, did some skiing, which was really cool. Nice. Um, and then I was visiting a friend, Austin, who lives there um, and does some AmeriCorps stuff there, which is cool. And then went back in the summer with a few more people and we went to Glacier National Park, um, which is like an hour away from where he lives in Whitefish. So it was very pretty. Had a good time. Um, saw a bear, which was cool and terrifying. Um, How close? Like pretty far, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> you have to understand the severity of the situation. Uh, all of this is relative to it's like my threshold for fear, right? Mm-hmm. So, were most people scared? I don't. I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think they were scared. I was scared, but. Um, yeah, the bear was pretty far away. We were also in our car, like had a pretty easy escape, mm. to be honest. Um, were you driving? We were driving and then we stopped. And there were a bunch of people on the side of the road all looking at this oh, bear. Oh, yeah, I meant specifically, were you driving the, uh, the car? I was not driving. Okay. No. So no. you were like in the back where like if the bears get you, they'd get everyone in the front and then get to you last and you're still the most scared in the car. Why do you yes. think bears are so like analytical right. about where they go first? <laughs> what if the bear's chasing them? He's closer. But the car is That's faster true. than the bear. Mm. Not brother I bear. Don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Harsha. <laughs> anyway, you know, bears. Am I right? Bears. So, um, yeah, hiking was actually pretty incredible, though. I would highly recommend. Glacier National how, Park. If anyone how intense was, were the hikes? Uh, fairly intense. A couple of them weren't that bad, but we did one, which I think was our first hike, which is pretty funny in hindsight. It was like 14 miles. Oh, my God. Um, oh, pretty intense. How long did that take you? That took us like, I think it might have been like eight hours. Yeah. Uh, that right. It was pretty long. It was pretty, though. It was also that day... It rained a bit and was also fairly cold, um, even though it was the summer, and it was insanely windy. So that added some fun to the <laughs> hike. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I had a great time. Some nice. people, I think, weren't thrilled that we did the 14-mile hike the first day oh. in the wind and rain. But couldn't be. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is that. The thing is that I'm actually really tough. Um, ah. 
yeah, that's the, that is what the thing is. So that's also his Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> that's just correct. I don't actually know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, I feel a little bit uncomfortable that everyone's laughing because um, he just said he just said a true statement. And for those of you who are paying attention in the beginning of this, you did hear it right that um, I do have a girlfriend, but I also do still have a Tinder bio. <laughs> I don't actually have Tinder. Yeah, yeah. It just has the bio. Just has the bio. <laughs> I just have the bio. <laughs> what kind of hikes do you like to do? Do you like to do ones that are more like long form? Like more scaling a lot of distance or like 30 you like, like 30 pagers oh. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um or are, are you like oh i want to climb like the highest peak in the area like what, what's your what's your type of height it's a good question i don't i mean i don't usually discriminate but i like no it's peaks. okay usually <laughs> <laughs> i like peaks in general um I feel like it's a nice reward mm-hmm. for the work, but I've done some longer hikes as well, like multi-day things that were mm-hmm. that were fun. But yeah, to be honest, I don't do that much hiking anymore because now I live in DC and I don't have a car, so that's a bummer. But it's a trade-off, you know. Yeah, I didn't really answer your question. That's okay. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. I heard, all I heard was I like both, and that's good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Are you a big Gladly. outdoors person in general? Like, no, I don't. So <laughs> I feel this way about many of my qualities. I think that people who are genuinely outdoorsy would be like, this guy, he's not outdoorsy. <laughs> but people who are really not outdoorsy would be like, that guy's pretty outdoorsy. <laughs> like, <laughs> did yeah, you when, when, when Drew suggested like a four minute walk to his place instead of like an Uber, I was like, whoa. Well, what is this guy? <laughs> man versus wild? wild? <laughs> 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 <Holy shit. laughs> You're trying to kill us, man. Yeah. yeah so, so no, I, I feel the same way about like, like the way I dress, right? Like mm. sometimes my pants are cuffed. I mean, that's, I'm just going to say it. I'm just, I don't want to offend oh, anyone. You got to be careful with those kinds of statements. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, some people are like, oh my God, look at this guy. What a hipster. Mm. And then, you know, it's like, have you been to Brooklyn? Like, they, I'm not a, I'm not a hipster, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not heavily one or the other. You're just kind of in the middle of a lot of things. I just have, I'm having an identity crisis. Yeah, we still have a laughing game. Trying to talk through it. I thought this was like a receptive group. (laughs) Yeah, you're the wrong podcast. I'll send you some other podcasts you can join after if you want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, we just like to create, we like to create pollen for our guests and then not solve them. That's that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. We do it with ourselves too. (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Drew is very passionate about, well, I'm not going to say very, he works in sustainability. Did you not, did you not just listen to what he said? He's not one or the other. Exactly. So I'm just asking, <laughs> do you feel the same way about that now? Um, good question. No, actually, this is what I do. I, I do feel pretty strongly about, but oh, like, good. I don't understand why it's such a big, like, what I don't understand is why it's such a big part of people's identity. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think people assume this is going to come off sounding really arrogant, isn't it? 
No, do it. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway, no, I think like people assume that. Um, I think what I don't understand is that because sustainability is, I don't think sustainability should be like a thing, you know, yeah. to me, it's just like a very reasonable way to like move through the world and like live your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like people are like, Oh, you're super into sustainability. Like you do this. And I'm like, I don't like, it's, it doesn't feel that it doesn't feel that mm-hmm. radical to me. Yeah. I think it's just like, it has become, yeah. It, it just, I don't I think it should be such a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. In it's fact, as long as it is, a, yeah, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's just like, it's just be a thing. But anyway, I think what I just said was, I don't understand why it's such a thing. It should just be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. Like, yeah. I, think, I think a lot of the people that are like really into that stuff are very preachy about it because they want to help, which is a good thing. But it's not like we, we, we don't obviously hear the people that are more like you where it's just kind of a part of their life but they don't like i guess put like pressure it onto others if that makes sense i mean to be fair (laughs) here we go (laughs) i don't think anyone would say i'm not preaching about it i don't don't give me that credit like i i've definitely put pressure on people Mm -hmm. and usually it doesn't work so Mm, not a good strategy it's it's also like are you doing it to be performative? Like you just want to show that like, oh, I'm super into sustainability because it's good for the world <laughs> and it makes me look better. Or are you doing it because, you know, like you actually just want the world to be a better place. You know, there's like, there's two different kinds of people who do it like that too. And so I feel like, you know, from, from, point, from I, don't a think it is, I don't even think it is like making the world a better place. Like it's like kind of necessary for us to like, well, move yeah, on. Yeah. But <laughs> some people, like if you think about people our age, that are doing like performance, like do it as a, just like a, a, a thing to like say that they're being a better person. Yeah. yeah. They don't give a fuck that the world's going to end in 120 years when they're dead. You know? Yeah. Like, like they put their like bamboo toothbrush on their Instagram story. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, I'm on my journey. To- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saved 10,000 turtles with this one toothbrush, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a single toothbrush. But yeah, no, Thank you for that that judgment. I think that's probably mostly true. I think I don't. It's not much of a performative thing for me, mm-hmm. but um, I am happy to shame people. So oh, good. That's not great. That's I'm, not it's debatable. No, it's it's. I mean, it's very like counterproductive. Like usually, my goal is, oh, you should do this. You know, yeah, X thing more sustainably because it would be better for the world. And to get you to do that, I'm going to shame you, which then, you know, that's a, that's a great emotion to evoke in people when you're trying to get them to change their mind about something. <laughs> if you, if you could give like some, like a couple of tips to like, to our listeners yeah, like, or even us, I shame guess, us. just yeah. like, just to like help us lead more sustainable lifestyles moving forward, you know? Honestly, I think that, I mean, I guess easy is a relative term, but like the thing that most people could do fairly easily is just like eat less meat. Whenever you're able. And I think, okay, actually, this is a, this is a good tip. Um, so lots of people decide, like, I'm going to be a vegetarian. And then inevitably it fails because, like, commitments like that are hard to keep. So, like, just don't be a vegetarian. Like, just don't do it. Just eat less meat. Hmm. Like, which I think is hard for some people to think about. But, like, it's not, like, if you're, in, unless you are, there are, like, three reasons you can be vegetarian, right? It's, like health um i guess four actually health 
ethics, religion, or um, sustainability. Mm-hmm. And like, if your main goal is like sustainability, then eating meat every once in a while, it like doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. And if it enables you to like sustain a lower meat diet longer, then that's ultimately like a better choice than trying to be vegetarian purely. So I think that is a good tip apart from that. And like the same thing with veganism, like if you're already vegetarian and you're trying to go vegan, then like, just mm-hmm. do it occasionally. Like just do it when you want. Like the easy thing to do is like have most of what you cook be vegetarian. And then like mm. when you go out for a meal and you want to enjoy something, like get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, there's no reason to put harsh rules on yourself. It's, it's like unnecessary. Yeah. And then other than that, I think that's the one that applies to most people. I don't know if you live in an area where you can like walk or bike places, try to do that. Don't be insane with your thermostat, like having it 62 in the summer and like 85 in the winter. Like don't do that. Um, just like put on a sweatshirt or whatever. Yeah. Think about where you live. I guess that's the last one. I'm, I'm just, mm. I'm going to keep going now, I guess. As much as you're able to consider trying to live somewhere where you can like do a lot of what you need to do um, on so either get the like fuck out of the suburbs, everyone. <laughs> Move to DC. <laughs> but that's not, I mean, yeah, that's not fair though. Like, not everyone's able to. I mean, DC is expensive, right? So, like, if you have yeah. a family, especially, it's not realistic because, like, we've chosen to build most of our houses in mm-hmm. a like single family style. Mm-hmm. Um, most of which dates back to like really racist zoning rules, which is really fun, you know. Very fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. So it's nice that when you look at like the way the country's laid out and you're like, wow, what a disaster. Why did they do this? And mm-hmm. then you learn it's just racism. So mm-hmm. that's just like, it's like icing on the, okay. icing on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was a really fun way to end. <laughs> but so yeah. just don't eat meat or eat less meat and don't be a racist. Yes. Don't be a racist. <laughs> <Don't be racist. laughs> <laughs> if you buy a house in the suburbs, you are a racist. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, Christian just pretty much zoned out all of it, just heard the first and last thing you said. <laughs> no, man. I love the part about the the cars. Um. Anyway. Yeah, you you talking about um like CD design, actually kind of like, because I know like in college you talked about urban planning a good amount and like that's something you want to pivot to maybe further in your, later in your career. Um, But like that like made me think like, for you, what would the ideal city be or look like? Or like, if there's already a city out there that you like already think is like the ideal like setup, what, what is it? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the easiest thing to do is to criticize and like not actually offer any uh, constructive <laughs> solutions, which is generally my strategy. But I mean, I think uh, people who people who especially like cities that are bike friendly kind of like fetishize the Netherlands and mm-hmm. everything there and. I'm unfortunately one of those people. Um, but I don't know if there's a specific city in the Netherlands, but just the, the way that they lay out most of their cities is pretty reasonable. Um, it's not super dense. It's not like super low density. Um, most, I mean, they have like really safe routes for you to bike on. Um, it's just like very integral to the way that they design all of their streets now. And yeah, so I mean, a city like, Honestly, probably not Amsterdam because it's so touristy now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably a lot of stuff there that caters to that. They're actually trying to get rid of tourists there because the residents hate it. Um, but some other city in the Netherlands um, 
it would be pretty close to that ideal. Um, and I think they're pretty proactive in like predicting future housing demand to deal with like affordability and they build a lot of new neighborhoods and like make sure that they're linked with sustainable modes of transit. And um, they have like this nationwide rail system that's basically like a metro system for the whole country because the trains are so frequent and like Damn, everything is so well connected. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's also like the size of Ohio. So like it'd be easier to pull off. Yeah. yeah it's a bit easier to pull off, yeah. but we could do that in the Northeast if we really wanted to. Um, yeah. And we kind of do between like New York and Boston, but yeah, no, I mean, if you get into this stuff, you'll end up hearing a lot about the Netherlands and they just sort of got lucky that they've like prioritized making places that are like nice to be in and safe. Mm. Um, like they were one of the few places to kind of kick back against um, the like proliferation of cars in the 50s mm-hmm. and 60s. So they're very much just like 50 years ahead of where we are now. Um, and I say that not in like a bad way necessarily. It's just like they, they did a lot of tinkering with like road design and stuff like 40 years ago. Um, and now the reaping benefits. Yeah. So like, like when we get a bike lane here, it's like a big deal. It's like, damn, they just installed a bike lane <laughs> and like there it's, it's become standard practice. Yeah. So, anyway, this isn't that interesting, so we can move no, on. It's, but no, it's, it's a, it's a hundred percent a topic that we never talk about because we don't know anything about it. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to hear about. I mean, everybody, I think you're right. They know about like, oh, like the the Scandinavian countries or the Netherlands or whatever, where they have good practices on how their like their cities are built or how they have like really good health care or that kind of stuff. Like their quality of life is better. But nobody like like they know that as a generalization. They don't know how it's like implemented on like a person to person basis or something like that. Yeah, I will say since we're on this topic, I'll keep boarding people. I will say that um <laughs> I think the single most interesting and misunderstood thing about like Western European cities um, in terms of their design is that like, I think we often assume when we, when we visit them, like, Oh, the city's so old, like Mm. it must've always been like this. Like they basically just got lucky that their cities are old Mm -hmm. and they've like retained their charm. But like in the seventies and eighties, that was like a hundred percent not true. Um, A lot of the like plazas in European cities were they were parking lots um, and all of those like tiny streets that have become pedestrianized were full of cars and it was like a shit show. Um, so they have also like, there's been a lot more conscious effort to make their cities more people friendly, um, than, than people think. But the good thing is if anyone in the U S ever wanted to care, um, <laughs> a lot of the work has already been done because they've yeah. like done a lot of tinkering with design and stuff. And like, we can just kind of copy over a lot of what they've done for certain things. Yeah. We should, we should move on. I'm really <laughs> beating this one in the ground. No, that was really well, gonna, That's why we're all quiet. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all absorbing your knowledge from your experience. What would you say is the more, I don't know about eco-friendly, but like sustainable city between where you've lived in, well, you live in Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? Pittsburgh and DC um, or Blacksburg. i mean i would say i would say dc yeah Yeah. just because like they have a metro so i see like you can and it's much more bikeable Mm -hmm. than pittsburgh Mm -hmm. um but like 
the thing is, like DC, because the whole thing is a city. Like, if it were to make claims about sustainability, yeah, it would probably ignore the like four million other people that are in the DMV who mm. commute to DC. Mm-hmm. That's a factor too. But but yeah, probably DC. What's like one extra change you would make to DC to make it like that extra step of like looking towards the future a bit more with like its development? I would actually not make the change to DC. I would make the change to like the DC area mm. to add more um, like medium density housing outside mm. of DC. Cause there's a lot of it in DC, like the row houses, which I think is mm-hmm. a density that like a lot of people found that is pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not overwhelming, but there's also like people around and stuff. And once you leave DC, there just isn't that much of that. Um, so there are parts of DC that are oddly pretty suburban and, those could probably be like upzoned, mm-hmm. um, adding in some housing. But yeah, I think it. I think outside of DC needs more needs more work. I think that's what they've kind of done with like like Roslyn and like Boston. They kind of just made that into like extension of DC. But I think you've already made your point clear. About yeah. That too, so I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I, if they're just like. It's like a little mini. It's just like a bunch of towers around a metro station. Like I don't know. It's. It doesn't have a whole lot of like the same feel, but I think it's because it doesn't have that like medium density. That's not high rises, but it's also not like single family homes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's true. Most of our towers. Yeah, but and and doing that also would make DC a cheaper place to live because I think a lot of the housing pressure in DC is because like it's it's such a small area, mm-hmm, and like yeah. once you go outside of DC, then it's mostly the suburbs. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Was that an answer? I don't know. That's a great answer. <laughs> Haran, as a big biker yourself, now you think you're going to keep biking when you move out of Stanford? Or you like it? Or are you going to stay I'll be down, yeah. I don't know if I will keep my bike. I'll most likely will. Because like my, my policy that I actually got on my bike was like I can sell it back for half the price, which isn't too bad. So I think I might just do that. And then if I go like live in another city, maybe I'll reinvest in a bike. Because it is pretty nice to have one. Um the only thing at Stanford is like, I guess like in most bike, like most biking areas, like I feel like the the fear of deaths of like stuff is kind of high. At least it was at my campus, and I got one of my bike lights stolen off my bike, which is kind of sad. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean in general, like just biking to class instead of walking is a lot more more a lot more convenient. And especially back in like in uh, college, I took I drew I drove my car to campus every day, which was fun. But, like, I pretty much get the same level of enjoyment from biking. And it's, like, it's also just a bit better for me, you know, get my heart pumping for classes. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'd see myself continuing to bike in the future if given, if I'm in the right city to do so. Yeah, you definitely have to be in the right city. There are lots yeah. of cities where that would be pretty miserable. So. Yeah, dude, you imagine biking in Cleveland? Holy shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty small. You could probably make it through Don't in, like, a mile. Fucking it's true. SF is pretty bike friendly, but also like just biking up those like shit streets, the streets oh. that not as shit, just the streets that go like super like el- they get super elevated. I feel like it'd be kind of mm. a pain. But it's yeah. probably like that in it's Seattle true. too. You go downhill, bro. You're straight. You go uphill, you're you're fucked. You're not going uphill. You're just going downhill. Seattle's <laughs> so hilly. It's intense there. It's like a 14 mile hike that some would say. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I said that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second. I was like, that's a weird reference. <laughs> 14 mile hike. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before I move on, yep. yes, I have to throw in a plug for, uh, before I move on from the, the like urbanism stuff that was putting everybody to sleep. If anyone was not put to sleep by that, there's an excellent book. It's a great intro to all this stuff called Happy City. Um, it's like actually a super enjoyable read. I made Charlie read it and, and she loved it. So we'll have Charlie um, come on soon for a book review on the podcast. <laughs> you should, you should. It's good. It's good. It's very good. So does it, does it basically just do a generalization about all these other types of things that help like improve quality of life and that's like that kind of stuff or? Yeah, honestly, that's pretty spot on actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I read, I read it. I read it. I read it. <laughs> that's actually lit. Um, Speaking of Europe, um, <laughs> Christian always harps on about his uh, study abroad experience in Europe. But I know Indeed. we have a, another guest on that also had some study abroad experience. Do you want to talk about it, Drew? It's true. I did do that. Wait, Christian, did you, you went to Spain, right? No, did, no, do yeah. not, do not, do not do this, Drew. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it quickly. Yeah, I'll, I'll just answer in yes and no questions. I promise. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was my. That was my yeah. Where, yes. where, Okay, we're in Spain. I don't know if you yes. can answer that yes or no. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, no, Madrid mostly, and then a little bit of Barcelona, Sevilla, Valencia. All, all the towns, man. Shut up, Haran. Don't don't sigh at me, you little fucker. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Definitely not as cool the places Drew went to. Tell him, Drew. <laughs> I was in Scotland. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I never know how to describe anything. Um... <laughs> Do an accent for us. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish accents are so hard to do. So they're tough. so thick. They're so thick. It's funny because yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm on season five of Peaky Bonded. I just fought, finished it today because I had no class today. Irrelevant. But um, in season five, there are uh, like, I guess like for a little bit, there are like Scottish people that just like, actually for a good amount. There's Scottish people that like come down to England and like they're like the villains, I guess, for the, for the series. Mm. And I had I had the captions on for when they started talking. I <laughs> I mean, like yeah. it's not that bad, but there are like certain like stuff, like the way they say it's like kind of hard to hear what they're saying or understand. Yeah, yeah, I would do a Scottish accent, but I don't I don't want to look like a bell end. So I told you guys it was coming. I almost forgot about it. <laughs> um. Anyway, I will do a Scottish accent. Okay, the only thing that I can say in a Scottish accent is like the three word thing that they always say like i don't know if you see someone you'll just be like uh they'll be like you yeah, ate me um and that's the course yeah. you learned at, in, in scotland <laughs> how to get that that saying down yeah yeah it was good it was uh you know it changed me so what can i say <laughs> study abroad changed me um no but honestly listen Let's get deep for a second. So it actually did because I basically had no friends in high school, um, which was pretty sick. That was pretty fun. And then <laughs> I went to college and then I like kind of had friends, but like, I don't know, not many of them were guys, you know? Yeah, her on. And then care. I didn't know Drew, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know me then. And then I went to the UK and like this crazy thing happened, which was that most guys there were not assholes. Like they were, they were like real people. They would talk about, you know, mm. their feelings and shit. And that had not been my experience in the US. So I was like, wow, maybe I'm not insane. Um, and then made some friends there, which was pretty cool. Um, in contrast, just to contrast, so making friends was pretty cool. And then when I didn't have friends, that was like 
I was also pretty cool, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. Um, I did make some good friends. Uh, I took a few classes. I took a bagpipe class, which is actually, Ooh. I think at this point, it's kind of embarrassing. Actually, I went to Scotland and took a bagpipe class. It's, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit on the nose. Um, but yeah. And then I took one engineering class, which was super interesting um, because they do their courses completely differently there where like all the engineering classes I took at Virginia Tech, um, we have like homework every week. Sometimes it's graded and then we have multiple exams in a final exam. There we had one exam and that was the only thing that was assessed the entire semester. Yeah. Um, so like your grade was your grade on the exam. We also had, we had two labs, but they were like a very small percentage of your grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was different. And like all of the homework was optional. Um, and I came out of that experience realizing that in order to study engineering, I do need my hand to be held. In fact, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so like I did okay, but I definitely didn't learn as much. Cause I was like, I could do this homework or I could go, go out yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not do it. And yeah. nobody would care. So, um, so yeah, but overall it was a great time. I did like a couple of small trips by myself. I think the best part about the experience was that I just went by myself. Like I, Mm. I, uh, just like found classes that would transfer and then applied as like a visiting student and then just went. Um, so I actually saved money during that time, which was crazy because I was just paying tuition there, Mm -hmm. which was cheaper than tuition at Virginia Tech Mm. because I'm out of state. Yeah. It was good. I had a fun time. Wait, that's actually crazy. Why the fuck do we go to school in the U.S. if it's cheaper to just go abroad, bro? Fuck the fuck the us, man. But you were in state. I know, but like, it wasn't cheaper than in state. If like, say I chose a school that was like out of state or whatever, like in California or mm-hmm. something, why not go to like anything else in the world? Yeah, for like a year. Canada. Even. Just I could just go for a year and transfer whatever. Yeah. When I was there, actually. I thought about transferring because um, I like I made so many friends mm-hmm. and like so many probably like three but um, <laughs> and and like uh, and just had like a great time. I think the the best my favorite thing was that like my sarcasm was completely uninhibited there. Like mm. it it was I never I never had to tone it down. Like everyone. <laughs> They're just always On ready the same for level. it. Yeah. Always. <laughs> Which was pretty, that was a cool experience. Um, did, they, did they ridicule your American accent? Honestly, not that, not that much. They, they'd be Fuck. like. <laughs> I always get made fun of when I go there, man. Not Scotland, but in England in general. Right, yeah. But that, isn't that, it's your family though, right? Yeah. I also got, I got, like the waiter also made fun of me. They're like. I was like, can you have some water? And she's like, you want some water? And I was like, <laughs> like give me the fucking water now. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Would you like some water? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, they did occasionally. Actually, the funniest thing is that, so I lived with like 10 people in a flat and two of my flatmates did, I remember their American accents they did like very distinctly. One of them, he just always sounded like Kanye. Like he was just like imitating Kanye. Clearly he just listened to a lot of rap and like that mm-hmm. was his impression yeah. and like watched interviews cause he really liked Kanye. And then this other girl in my flat, 
she, this was the best one actually, she sounded exactly like Steve Urkel when she did American Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> and only ever Steve Urkel, like everything she said. Did um, I do that? <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. I thought I had like a decent English accent down mm-hmm. and did then you, did you like hide among in. them like make sure that nobody knew that you were american or do you, were you like okay boldly guns blazing like freedom flags on your like biceps <laughs> and shit you know <laughs> i i took a lot of pride in like trying to blend in mm-hmm. but because it, it, it's a certain point like it gets annoying because like everything we say is different like yeah people don't really ever say thanks you know they're mm-hmm. like cheers oh cheers you know but like you can't say Cheers with an American accent sounds like fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> so like, Cheers, like mate. a bloody wanker. <laughs> yeah, it's like you walk into a store and someone holds the door and you're like, oh, cheers, man. <laughs> bloody old chap. That's so sick that you held that door open for me. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't do that. I actually said it. I, so I never said it. I was like, I feel like it wouldn't go well. And then I was in a store once. And this American girl walked in and she's checking out and she was like, cheers, thanks. And I was like, I will never say it. There's, that's <laughs> like decided. It sounded so terrible. But what I used to do just casually, like when someone would hold the door open for me, mm-hmm. I would just like under my breath, say it with a British accent, just so I could mm-hmm. blend in for like half a second. And I'd be like, <clears throat> cheers, cheers. <laughs> just, <laughs> but that's as far, that's as far as I got. Other than that, I was, yeah, American flags on the biceps and mm. guns blazing. And another funny thing that uh, Drew does is like when he dances, he kind of like dances like a like a grime artist kind of does. Like with this, like <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of like uh, I don't know. I Not well just, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how to describe it, but like he like he'll put like 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 a gun sign kind of, but like and then he'll just like be like pointing it, and that's kind of like how like grime artists be like moving like on the stage when they're like when they're when they're rapping bow there's so my, i don't like, know if you picked it up from there but i just remember seeing that once like at like at downtown at blacksburg and i was like oh my god this is kind of crazy it looks so stupid i i think i picked it up there because i think i because i was not yet 21 and i didn't have a fake id because i was irresponsible uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> my like formative I, I studied abroad sophomore year so like my formative club years were there mm. <laughs> formative sounds like Way too intense. I really <laughs> that and it implies too much like skill yeah, no. that was acquired. You know, like it was a leave it up to interpretation. It formed, it, it formed me, but yeah. not in a good way. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, and there's just a lot more like hand movement that happens. Mm. You know, like people and then people like the cutting shapes. You know, with their feet. Yeah, I can yeah, yeah. do that, but like there's just it's just different. And then I came back and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just do that. And then everyone's like what the fuck are you doing? And then I just, and now I just, it just never goes well. I um, thought it was hard. I, I don't know, but thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers, bro. cheers dude. I wish you could redo dude. the intro with cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> bloody, next bloody gorgeous. Yeah, one, one final fun fact to end the episode on it. Um, my parents met in Scotland actually. So, oh shit! I actually remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, wait, wait, wait! I remember Strathclyde. I'm your dad. At Strathclyde, yeah, at Strathclyde. Yes. At university, <laughs> as they say. At uni. At uni. At uni. Hmm. U- uni. Yeah. Was that was that 
the end of your fun fact? That was the end of my fun fact, yeah. <laughs> Some emotional con- connection to that place. I've been I've been to uh, Scotland once in 2011. It was okay. I think, like, the fog kind of ruined it. It was the very what? foggy every day. The fog? The fog. Oh, the fog. okay, okay. Um, they, they have, like, really nice outdoor castles. I mean, I want to say outdoor, <laughs> outdoor castles. castles. <laughs> I love I just, my like, good old like, indoor I mean, castles. And, like, and, like, like, the outside area around the castles are very nice. Like, they're, like some, some nice uh, locations. What about the castles uh, that are inside the underground mall? <laughs> we'll never know. We got we to gotta dig up. We got to dig them up. Right, our show. We'll, we'll get on it. Those are cool. They're, they're actually inside the Forever 21. <laughs> Cheers. 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 All right. I have oh. to ask a stereotypical question of uh, of Scotland. Did, did you try haggis? I actually didn't because oh, I'm a thank loser. God. But no, it's a, it sounds absolutely uh, dreadful, as they would say. <laughs> Atrocious. Yeah. I have feel like I've seen some food type shows though where they'll eat haggis at like a good restaurant in scotland yeah and it's like not that bad i think it's i think it's like a blood sausage is that it's uh it's blood sausage i think but it's also the casing is made out of i think sheep stomach Mm. um that's that's what i remember the most about it is that it's like sheep stomach and it's like a turducken but Scottish and uh, all sort of weird <laughs> shit. It's like a thing yeah. stuffed inside another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Scottish food was not, not like the best, but they just have a lot of other food there. Yeah. Mm. Um, like, you know, I mean, curry is huge in the UK because yeah. colonialism. So thanks for mm-hmm. that one. That's, that's uh, one. Um, racism, you know, back to our other point. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the only reason they have good food. Yeah. Um, oh, did you not have beans on toast? <laughs> People do actually eat there. That yeah. people yeah, do. A, people yeah. eat there. Eat there. That. <laughs> <laughs> people, that's a wonderful insight you get from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't have haggis though. So, that's okay. So, yeah, I think that's probably it. for the better. You're right. I think. You know, also for the better, better or worse. Uh, I think we should end this podcast here. Oh, that didn't sound right. Yeah, it sounds so. <laughs> Depressed. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> so as Drew had to end his study abroad trip to Scotland, we also have to end this wonderful episode. We want to thank Drew for coming on. I had a fun conversation with you and nice to actually talk to you instead of just saying hi at my house or like Tots or something. So that's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Cheers. Uh, do you have, a, do you have anything, to, anything to plug? Like Instagram or like a message or... Or another book. Another book, yeah. Honestly, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to plug. I think I've lost... I, I don't think I have any respect left for <laughs> outros or intros after my intro. Like, I don't deserve to ever intro or outro again in my life. So if, you, if you've if forgotten what my intro is like by now, just go back and listen. Mm. And you'll be reminded of. Yeah, just restart the episode. Give us another play, you know, a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. We definitely want to thank Drew for coming on. You know, he didn't plug himself, but we'll have his social in our uh, in our. The featuring in our title of our episode, our Instagram, all the, all the fun things will be over there. Uh, but yeah, again, thanks, Drew, for coming on. If you guys enjoy this episode, make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, per se, uh, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.